Welcome to Look It Will You Listen. Two dopes going through six subjects in around 30 minutes with their opinions and short stories thrown in. That's the definition. Three different topics. We've got current affairs, but we say that very loosely. Yeah. Current affairs slash silly affairs. Then we have culture, arts and culture, again very loose. And then we have our wild card. So anything could happen. Six subjects, 30 minutes. I'm Al Dunn. I'm Lee McManus. And um, we, we used to do this kind of thing on the radio and now we do it on a podcast. Yes, we had a wonderful time doing it in a breakfast show. Met each other at around 7am one morning, I think. And it was, it was, it was it's the rest loved, is history. Loved getting up that early. <laughs> Oh, I was God. only standing in. You were doing it all the time. I was doing it quite regularly, yeah. Um, I was going to bed very early and getting up very early, and my life has changed completely since I, would I stopped say doing this. Neve's headphones are not working Yeah, correctly. you know what? I'm going to change those <laughs> it's headphones. Not, it's not the headphones. It's not that. It's actually up here. If it's, if it's, You're if, saying it's my brain. He's yes, pointing to my head. Exactly. Okay. You want to cha- change? One, two. Oh, that that's, that is okay? much more consistent. Okay. There we are. Exactly. I can hear your beautiful, dulcet tones. <laughs> And I should say that I was a massive fan of Al growing up without knowing it because I used to listen to his amazing radio station. Uh, I was, and I was an, a massive fan him. of yours. <laughs> I, I did a lot. From the day I met you <laughs> and even before. Um, right, we'll get into the subjects. First, first on our list, current affairs. Al, do you want to go first? No, I don't. Ladies first, please. Okay, well, this comes from a personal horror show that happened in my kitchen two days ago. Uh, what actually happened in my kitchen about two months ago, and I've been watching this situation unfold. Well, if it's, if it's two two months ago, it's not current affairs. Well, it was current affairs yesterday. I saw it in the news yesterday. Okay. And that's why I'm now more horrified than I previously was. So, enjoy riding a bike. I love my bike. Went into the shed brought the bike out, sort of went into the kitchen, had the helmet in my hand, went into the kitchen, put the helmet down and realised that while in the shed, a spider and a rather punchy looking thing, like I'm talking like a a nasty looking piece of work, jumped from, obviously from the shed into the helmet, into the kitchen. And then I tried to catch it with a glass to slide a bit of card under it and take it back outside. But I couldn't and it scuttled under the kitchen and I and it was quite distinctive so I know what the spider looks like. I call her Henrietta. I hope it's not a girl because I hope she's not pregnant. I hope she hasn't uh, procreated or had any form of spider babies under my sink. So she came out and I nearly caught her a month ago. But she's a scuttler and she got away from me. So there's, there's usually there's like the point, point 0.4 of a second where I scream and then I grab a glass, try and get her into the glass to humanely take her back outside. So finally, two days ago, Henrietta comes out from underneath the dishwasher, but this is round three. Ding. Two to Henrietta, nothing to me. Got her with the glass. I was ready for her. Got her, looked at her. I was like, Jesus, that is a spider and a half. Like she's big. And she had this quite distinctive spot on her, and I thought that is a that's a crazy looking thing. So I didn't actually want to even put the, the card under her eye, so I, I did I did the feminist thing and I screamed for my fiance. <laughs> <coughs> right. I was making dinner, it's his turn to take the spider out. I've okay. dealt with enough spiders. And he took her out and I had a good look at her and he put her outside and we watched her we could see her walk away. Like she's quite big. And she was very distinctive, and we both went that's a funny looking spider and then on my phone flicking through news stories on the phone I saw that there was an influx of false false widow spiders specifically right and I looked at the picture which I now cannot look at now because it's too disgusting and I looked at it and I went that is H-Dog that is Henrietta and Dave went 
that is Henrietta. So apparently we have this disgusting and very fast-spreading species. It's an invasive species of spider which is spreading throughout Ireland and it's more aggressive and dangerous than experts have suggested. Disgusting. Okay. So this is what was living under my sink. False widow spiders are so-called because they resemble the deadly black widow. I'm reading from the Irish Times yeah. here. Um, but And we thought, you know, they're false widows. They're not... They, they look kind of scary, but they're not going to, you know, do anything too terrible to us. But apparently, they can really get you. Uh, reports of bites are... They're underreported. And you can have swellings. You can have... Uh, a low but non-trivial risk of necrosis or sepsis. Uh, you can have all kinds of things like stiff limbs and redness. Uh, sometimes you can feel feverish. So, so basic, basically, basically, Neve has just given you a reason not to ever go out. You're just scared. Or go in. Now. Never go in. Yeah. Because they come in. So and then they breed why with other horrible things. Were you wearing a pair of runners at the time? I was wearing uh, my polar paws. They're these big fluffy white boots. They're my, do, they're do, my slippers. Do they have a decent sole on them? Decent sole, yes. Mm. So you're going to ask me why did I not? Yes, why did step I not? on it. Well, it, it would never occur to me to kill a spider, ever. Uh, but it would also never occur to me that there would be a false widow, and I'm, I am certain, having really examined her because she was pretty, she was distinctive looking. That and I only, yeah, only that night in bed when I was reading through news stories, I went, "That is what was in our house today." See, I probably would have killed it on round one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a fan. I don't like. I. Al uh, hates the environment. I do. Yeah. That's a lie. <clears throat> Al is bees. Very I let bees live. Well, yeah, that's flies. Very I hate flies. Right. <laughs> what is the purpose of a fly? To Nothing help, whatsoever. Help get rid of our of our stuff yes, they I, break stuff down I have a window that they and, and doors that they come in all the time okay that is very annoying and they generally end up very dead very quickly you need to be quick to catch a fly um, it depends a really good flipping action wow oh yeah he built just up, did the, built the up example a, of the, the flipping flip. action oh yeah I tell you yeah. um, no hate flies right. uh, I let if the bees come in the bees are a little bit not as stupid as the flies um, but you know the, none of them can find their own way out I leave like I leave the window open We're, please go back out so I don't have to get up and kill you I'm lazy you can lead a horse yeah, to water I don't particularly want to have to get up and no. kill you but I, I kind of whoosh out the, the bees, bees but the flies I just can't wouldn't we all be dead within three years? This is not science. This is just something I heard someone oh. say in the canteen. If the bees, if without the bees, we basically would have about three years before our ecosystem collapsed without our bees po- cross-pollinating. That, again, I've made this up completely No, from pure the top scientific of my head. fact from Neve. <laughs> like, what would we do for honey? <laughs> That's all the bees do. Yeah, there are superheroes and we need them and we need to start protecting them. Um, and Al Dunn is, is saving the world one bee at a time. <laughs> one fly one at a time. One fly at a time. Yeah, killing them all. Your current affairs was a hell of a lot better than mine. I'm excited to hear yours. <clears throat> Not particularly because okay. it is kind of current affairs-ish. Okay. Okay. When did you get your driving license? I love the smell of freedom in my nostrils. So the second I was legal, I got my driving license. I was 17. When did you pass your test? I didn't bother doing my test until I was 21, purely because back then, for some crazy reason, you could drive anywhere unaccompanied. Yeah. Until you couldn't drive in a motorway. That was fine. I was, you know, cruising around the neighborhood looking for chicks. But, uh, As you do. Yeah, having a great time going to the cinema with my friends um, and driving them. And, and uh, it was great. You could go to a college party, not drink and come home. 
this is wild. I was wild. You're crazy. Um, You're still so crazy. I actually didn't need my license until it came to traveling abroad or until they changed the rules that you have to be supervised as a learner driver, which is absolutely fair enough. So I didn't bother doing the test until I was 21. And then because I've been driving for four years, you know, it was pretty easy at that point. Yeah, yeah. No, I was something similar. I mean, I, I got a car. I was very lucky. got a car when I was 17. I, I love cars. I, mean, I love that's cars. The only you have, a, you have a beautiful car. <clears throat> I, it's the, I'm a very cheap date, but I do like, if I have a few quid, I will spend it on a car. I do like the cars. Your car has purple so, lights. <clears throat> yes. You just need to point that out. It, it, it can, <laughs> you can change the colours. <laughs> why? I don't know why. It's because, because it's exactly. cool. Um, or in fact, how? I, no I did look the first day and change them and then change them back and haven't looked at it since. But anyway, um, so again, lucky and, and lucky in the business that I was in that I had a few quid and was able to afford a car. I did my test, I think I think it was about 25, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because no more than yourself. Well, actually, at that stage, you probably, I still could have driven on a, a, you know, a, a learner's license as it was at the time forever. Um, did you get to your test first time or not? I did, but I have always been a car person and a driver. Mm. I just love driving which is my thing I did too now I did a lesson and drove the way he told me to drive yes for the test 2 and 10 looking all mirrors yeah Yes. And then went back to driving the way we normally yeah. drive, as everybody does. As everybody does. And um, the reason that this is current affairs, by the way, is because uh, the minister was done for for uh, drink driving and he didn't have his, his test. We're not going to get into that because we don't care. Um, <laughs> well, we do, but we'll do that outside and we're not a current affairs programme. So, do you know many people who have done their test recently? Yes. How many have failed? All of them. Yeah. You see, my two daughters have both done the uh, done the thing. My, my my eldest daughter did it probably six seven years ago. She didn't get it the first time. Um, my younger daughter, who is actually a really really good little driver, has been. She just was a natural driver. Has failed it a couple of times. Really? Yeah. Very interesting. For not looking at stupid things. Yeah. You know, I think they fail you say on if they fail you on six things. She was seven. Yeah, I had the the same experience with my beloved who was doing his test for he, he loves driving around on his moped mm-hmm. and he got failed for not he, and I would say he's an excellent driver but he didn't do the right thing he didn't look in the particular way that you you have yeah. to look and all that kind of thing so he didn't tick the boxes correctly. I did a motorcycle test years ago. Because you're the first thing very I did. cool. No, not at all because I was working in the post office. I'm so old. I used to deliver telegrams on a motorbike. Right? Uh, you know what a telegram is? I can't work out if you're joking or not. I'm not joking at oh, all. Wow. I worked in the Central wow. Telegraph office in Dublin. How was World War One? <clears throat> um, it was it was tough. Yeah. You know, but but we we got we got you through. We got through. We got those through rations. It. Yeah. So okay. that was my my first job uh, in, in civil service delivering telegrams. Um, wow, that's so cool. They gave you the motorbike and they provided you with the lessons and the whole lot. Um, so I ended up doing a, a, a test, a motorbike test. Uh, which was handy enough again. I, I'd actually already been driving my brother's motorbike, so I, <clears throat> it wasn't wasn't that difficult. How did they do the test? Well, did Dave tell you? Back in those days, right, a guy would stand, the tester would stand in a place and see you. You'd go around to Devony Gardens up, in, uh, up near where the court is now. You'd drive around there three or four times. He'd stand in the same place and mark you. Right. Do they sit on the back of the bike now or something? I believe that they drive behind you. Oh, God. And I could, again, like most things I say, I could be making it up. That's very unfair. I mean, they get to see everything then. I think he sees everything. Yes. I think they drive behind you and they have their criteria that they tick. They take off now again. That could be untrue. And I also think I just coughed without covering my mouth. I do apologise. Oh, um, if, if you've got if, whatever diseases you have <laughs> yeah, at this point, we probably yeah, yeah, very, yeah very true. over the years um, you probably cross. Th- so, so they they drive behind you. I think so. 
I think so. I think that's not a it lie. It probably makes sense. But again, in my day, that was the thing that you... But I got that first time. I got the driving test first time. No one seems to get the driving test first time anymore. Everybody that I've heard of, everybody, and people I've been in cars with and survived... Mm journeys with and I've actually thought they were quite good drivers yeah they have obviously there's very specific criteria and then there's there. the, the, the conspiracy theorists who will mm. be saying you know well they have to fail you because they're keeping their jobs they Fair fail enough. the first one or two you know um, let's move on to driving on motorways driving on motorways um, uh, driving uh, in general uh, tell, tell me about the lanes on the motorways the lanes in the motorways, the the outside lane, the fast lane, uh, that is an overtaking lane. Uh, thank you. But it's not a it's lane not for a fast, fast lane. drivers. It's an overtaking lane. You once you overtake, you're supposed to get back, back into in the, the other side. Yes. Yes, and people don't do that. People don't. Know people think it's to the fast that. lane. Correct. Yeah, and I also believe that you shouldn't get your driving license unless you're able to change a tire. Oh. Because I've been stuck out in the wilds of the west of Ireland. And no phone reception and a burst tire. Do you and know how to change tires? I went into a garage a long time ago and I said, I will pay you to teach me to change a tire. And they thought it was hysterical. They were like, oh, look, some idiot, some and stupid did you girl. Learn? Yeah, I did. Good. I did. I self-empowered. And I took I took their uh, criticism. Does your <laughs> car, um, we're going on too long on this. We're going yes. to move it in a second. Does your car have a, a spare tire? Yes. Mine doesn't. Really? Right? So, you know, where we're, we're in this building here. There's, yeah. there's parking downstairs. That's where, where we have the parking. Uh, driving out last year, <coughs> excuse me, or it could have been the year before, and I, th- there are little parking stubs out of the ground down there. I ripped one of the tyres. So I opened the boot. There's no spare tyre. What there is is a compressor, which okay. will blow up your tyre, and also one of those things that goes on it that, that will fill it up with, with gunk. Okay. Right? Now, the problem was, which works really well, I had a big rip in the tyre, so the gunk was coming out. Mm. Wouldn't, stay th- wouldn't stay there. I had to call my insurance company, who got me out a, a truck at 5.30 in the evening. He wasn't pleased to come out here at all. <laughs> and took me, and I had to go and get a new tyre. But it had wow. to be trucked up to get it up, up, to, up the road where, where I get my tyres to, to, to change a tyre effectively. That sounds to unnecessary. Change a wheel. Totally. I'm sure there's a very good and clever reason for it, but because it sounds... because it's cheaper to give you the little compressor than to put in a new wheel. But sure, if you don't know what to do with the compressor, you can't really. Do I know that there's, there's instructions there. You just put oh, yeah, it. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able. You to would be fine. If you're, you're, you're doing yourself a disservice, <laughs> right? That is. Uh, that's my. And we've gone on far too long talking about driving. It's a pet peeve of mine. Culture. <laughs> what have you got? For culture, so everybody's watching Normal People. I have not watched Normal People because my beloved is currently reading the book and we want to watch it together. So I'm waiting for him to finish. I'm very much looking forward to it. It has set the world on fire. Everyone's talking about it. But the story that I would like to go with for culture is fashion designer Gucci releases a pair of GAA shorts. Okay. Because fans have gone crazy for um, the GAA shorts after seeing them. And guess how much Gucci are charging for their GAA shorts? No idea. Uh... How much would you think is reasonable to pay for pay for a pair of GAA shorts? Well, it's a pair of football shorts, isn't it? Yeah. Um, twenty quid. I don't know. Would, twenty quid. It's a little bit more. Well, I'm sure a Gucci one would be. Yeah. It is five hundred and fifty euro if you want to get a pair 
of Gucci GAA shorts because now GAA is gone global. Apparently, even the Kardashians know about GAA I was, now. Uh, when you started off with normal people and then you moved over to Gucci, I was thinking, what the hell has normal people got to do with that? But I have worked out, presumably, there's GAA and normal people. I haven't yes, watched Yes, there is, there is. So there is um, GAA, there is a character called Connell and he is... He is the kind of the main character, and and uh, he wears the he shorts. wears the shorts. Yes, and everybody is obsessed with him, and they think he's absolutely great. And he has now basically got the whole world interested in what GAA and shorts play, are. And he also wore a chain in Normal People, um, and fans basically went wild for this chain, which I still haven't seen because I haven't seen Normal People. I'm very very much looking forward to seeing it. Everyone I know loves it. Um, and he he auctioned his ch- his chain for Pieta House. And this chain went for seventy thousand euro. Ooh. Yeah. Apparently. No fair play. I haven't seen it. Um, the reports are very good. Are excellent. Yeah, I just don't indeed. watch that much TV, and and yeah. that the, the sound of it didn't necessarily appeal to me. It's not a documentary, and I'm an old guy. All I do is watch Sky Arts and BBC Four. That sounds like a great life. <laughs> Listen, it, it could be worse. Could be worse. Uh, I used to go out and have a pint the odd time, but you can't do you can't that do anymore. can't do that anymore. No, exactly. I just think it's so fantastic that Sally Rooney has gone out and, and created this huge worldwide phenomenon. Apparently she's writing book three at the moment, I believe in New York or something. Of I'm, normal people of, or... Of, so conversations with friends, then normal people, yeah. and now she's releasing her third book. She's really young. I know some just... of the some of the guys outside here had read the book uh, okay. last year when it came out and didn't think very much of it. It just they caught the They love the TV show. Okay, interesting. And one of them actually said to me, he said, actually, you know what? It was kind of written like a script. It was written a bit like a script. No, you've read it, have you? I have read it. Yeah, yeah I read it as soon as it came out because of the huge hype around it. Right. Um, and she's absolutely excellent, of course. Um, I went to the same college that it was set in. <laughs> it was very close to home. <laughs> it was a long time ago. <laughs> Okay. Listen, by the way, if you yes. do, if you want to suggest any subjects for us or you want to talk to us, uh, it's look at L-O-O-K-I-T at uniquemedia.ie or you get us on Twitter, look at podcast, which you need to follow, by the way. Oh, I do need to follow. Yes, yes I will follow we it. we followed you. Oh, did you? Yes, we did. Oh, that's great. When I'm, we set it up. I'm uh, honoured. of course, Neve wouldn't follow us, but I'm not going to follow those idiots. <laughs> Who are those idiots? Exactly. Wannabes trying Please. to get in on my, on my social media action because I am famous for my social media presence, we, which I we don't need, have. We need to work on that. <laughs> I exactly. don't do it at all. Well, there, there are some people in the office here who that, that's what they specialise in and they're very, very good at it and they're going to do that for us. Okay, well, that's amazing. So anybody I'm who, too busy reading normal people. Well, exactly. Anybody who does <laughs> who does uh, want to get in touch with us, look at podcast on Twitter or look at, at uniquemedia.i. Uh, that was normal people culture six statues going to be installed in Dublin parks at a cost of 600k are they worth it did you not see that no oh yeah I missed this um, the new Lord Mayor I think was one of the first things she obviously probably not to do with her it was already on the way but no disrespect Hazel but um, you know there are six statues going to be installed in Dublin parks at a cost of I think it's 600k uh, 100k nice. each okay. are they worth it I saw the one in Stevens Green being redone, refurbished. The one for Yates, the Yates, which oh, I right. never noticed. Haven't haven't spent every lunchtime there for many years. Never noticed it, but that was very interesting. No glasses on. Uh, no glasses on. <laughs> um, yeah, interesting. I wouldn't know how to value a statue. I'm very ignorant in in the sort of. I think as well that they're asking people for their suggestions now I could be no more than yourself just making this up because I I did a little bit I I remember seeing it in the paper then I went to look for it and um, something shiny happened somewhere else and I I didn't do any more research Fair enough you're looking at the lights in your car (laughs) Exactly that's it Um, So what statue would you get put up? 
I oh god, you really oh, you're yeah. really putting me into. I would love to. Obviously, I love books. Yeah. In fact, I have a podcast called We called, Love Books. Yes, we love books for funnily kids. Enough, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I really love books. So yeah, I mean, I know we have a load of writers. Um, yeah. Uh, Sorry six, to put you on the six spot. Irish, six Irish writers. There's a no, lot. Just six, the one. Just pick one. Pick one. Uh, Ivan Boland. Yeah. Okay. Or yeah, or yeah, one of the one of the great Irish women writers is who I would probably pick. Who would you pick? Um, Hang on, so this is a blanket. We're going to do six statues. This is a budget. Yeah, I, I, oh, wow. Okay. I hadn't thought about it. I hadn't thought of asking you that question either, but I'm just okay. trying to fill time. Who would I pick? Maybe Ronan O'Rahillig. I'm really sorry. You're going to have to explain who that is. Um, Ronan O'Rahillig was the guy who started Radio Caroline in the UK. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, he's, he's a loud man. Okay. And he died recently. I didn't know a loud man started oh, Radio yes. Caroline. No, he had a few quid, but nonetheless. Amazing. You know, uh, it's a long story. I won't go into it here as to why he did it. Uh, basically, he, he managed bands and couldn't get them on to, <clears throat> onto normal radio. And there wasn't that much. BBC weren't playing that many pop, that much pop music anyway. So he just started his own radio station. Wow. And that was the start of the pirate radio era in the UK from about 64 to 67 when they closed them down. Now I want him to have a statue. There you are now. Um, but, <laughs> I mean, and which then had a huge effect, I suppose, it spilled over to here. Ten years later, we're always, uh, always uh, a little bit late. And the part era started here in 1977. Wow. By an Irishman over By in England. By an Irishman, yeah. Radio Caroline. That's, a, that's an amazing piece of history. Now, it wasn't the best station there. It wasn't the most loved station there. It was the first and probably the most famous. But yes, exactly. But Radio London and a couple of the others would have been more commercial and had more listeners. But um, he started that one, and that's I hadn't given it any thought no more than yourself until you said it there. And that's the first name that came to mind. Wow. Because I would have a love of radio. That's culture. We've done that, and we're, we're almost on time as well, Nick. Are we? Yeah, just about. Because I feel I feel like I've I've had my tea today, so I'm I'm on a I'm oh, on a you're ramble. Crazy. I'm crazy. going crazy because I normally don't, don't do tea. Do you? No, but when I do caffeine, I go crazy. Okay, yeah. there's very little. <laughs> it's just I, I don't need very much. Okay. It's only ever a short push, and there's it a long. It just kind of interacts with the tablets you're on, with, with all the chemicals, exactly. the brain chemicals. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hyper, <laughs> hyperactive. Hyperactive. What's your wild card? My wild card is so wild. Yeah. That I. You don't have one. Missed the you turn didn't yesterday. I didn't yesterday, but then I thought about it, and I do. I'm full of wild cards. So because I was so excited about my wild card today, I was thinking about it so much, I actually missed the turn to come here okay. and drove past the place that my wild card is about. So we are we are opposite pretty much St. Patrick's Cathedral, yeah. am I correct? Which uh, hides a hidden gem in the vault in the form of Marsh's Library. Yes. Which is my favourite place in Europe. I absolutely adore Marsh's Library. And because I have my, my kids' book show, um, my kids' book show, by the way, is is purely a uh, excuse to get to talk to all the people I ever wanted to talk to and to go to all the cool libraries I ever wanted to go to and to have an excuse that people would talk to me. Yeah. So I went to Marsh's Library. That's why we all do radio. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. like, you know, how do we how do we meet our heroes in a way that is creepy, but that people don't think is creepy? Yes. Um, went to Marsh's Library last Halloween to get a few ghost stories for my show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so my wild card is about Marsh's Library, and it's one of my favorite stories about Marsh's Library. And in the 19th century, in Marsh's Library, which is fabulous. If you haven't gone, you should go. It's re- it's I think it's the oldest library in Europe. Okay. We went over one day, but we're in this building probably 11 or 12 years. We went over one day and they were charging, I think, six quid in. So we decided oh, right. against it. Totally worth it. Yeah, well, Absolutely it, was, it was lunch time and we were exploring. <laughs> uh, where, where, What have we got close to us over here? Full of incredibly rare Too books. Too mean. 
it's like going into Hogwarts and there's actual little cages like reading cages where they used to lock people in so they didn't steal books oh, right. lots of famous writers went there like Bram Stoker and mm-hmm. Jonathan Swift I'm obsessed with it but they have this, this story that in the 19th century a library assistant was going through the cupboards and found a sarcophagus which contained a mummy Ooh. and they were just going through the cupboards kind of randomly going through the cupboards and found an actual mummy as you do as you do yeah and this is right across the road from us here now and they sent him off to have him looked at I think at Trinity College and dated and all of that and uh, something happened and the mummy went missing and I'm not quite sure what happened but they called him Morris and he was minus a head so if you see any mummies minus minus a head head, that could be Morris he had something to do with his arm came all the way from Egypt wasn't one of the big fancy schmancy ones right he was kind of a kind of an everyman so they knew who it was they didn't know who it was but they knew the type of person it was so it wasn't someone of sort of royalty or whatever it was someone it's kind of an ordinary enough fella who was uh, hanging out Um, and they found an actual mummy in the presses in the library right across the road from us at a library in Cork found a mummy beneath the floorboards I believe as well oh. um, so I think the mummy went missing but yeah the mummy actually went missing and then I'm not quite sure what the end of that story is well that doesn't matter no there's also have you been <laughs> to St Micken's Church which is up the road just uh, down uh, if, you, if you're heading towards uh, High Street if no it, is, they, they have mummies downstairs there as well in the vaults is this the one where there's that's the one there was stole, some, somebody was stole, stole a head yeah. recently, uh, last year I think it was yeah, that's wow. a great place to go, or or Christ Church as well on downstairs in the vaults. In the vaults, I was in the vaults once for an exhibition of clothing. Yeah, or yeah something? we've done we've done events there. It's uh, it's a great place. Uh, yeah. No, no, we okay. we did it with with a wine. Right. No, this was this was clothing. This was sort of I think it was costumes for some. It could have been like the Tudors or so. Again, I'm making all of this up yeah, off the top okay. of my head. Yeah, it's um, what we do. But old libraries. You could find headless mummies. Exactly. Place to go. Okay, you have uh, convinced me I will spend the six quid and go over and have a look. Totally I think it. I was in there as a kid, right? Years and years ago. And that, again, we went over to, to try and get in and just, it was kind of what we do for five minutes. Oh, we're walking by. We'll have a look. Six quid. Too mean. That'll that'll cost. But that's the same amount of money we'll spend on lunch. lunch. Let's go have lunch instead. Um, but you've talked me into it. Um, my wild card, COVID tracker app. Have you downloaded? Will you download? I Do you know what I'm talking don't about? Don't know what you're talking about. That's terrible. I have not heard of this. The they've spent the last few days talking all about it, right? It is a uh, sorry, I've been stuck in the 19th century. <laughs> exactly, a bit like myself. Um, it is the COVID tracker app from the HSE. If I can find it here, where the hell has it gone? Um, so you turn on your Bluetooth. Well, you download it firstly, and it uh, will yeah. tell you. <clears throat> excuse me, if you've been close to somebody who has had or has COVID-19 you'll get a message to tell you you've been close to them go and lock really? yourself up for two weeks really all done by Bluetooth they they ask you for your phone number you don't have to give it to them there's no permissions required this thing is perfectly safe I know the guys who, who did it actually down in Tremor um, the, the, the software company like it's very, very safe. The, the, the tinfoil hat brigade would have you believe that, you know, the government will be following you forever. But <clears throat> um, they need a, a certain mass before it will guarantee, it'll be guaranteed that it'll it'll really help people. It could be 60% of the population. But it's just an app you download, you walk around with it, and if there's an issue, if you've been in cl- close contact with someone who has COVID-19, you'll get a, a message telling you. I don't know how it works, but provided we all have our Bluetooth on, yeah. somebody if, if somebody with it gets 
COVID-19 and test positive for COVID-19, well, then they press a thing on their phone and everybody they've been in contact with gets a message, just a code wow. saying, you know, you, you may you may have this. And you, I think you press in the code and it tells you where you were when you were close to this person. What strange times we were living through. But uh, Absolutely. But, um, you went on me. Um, I can't believe you, you haven't heard about it. No. Because I'm, like it was all over the news over the last few days. You know me. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you do listen to the radio. I listen, yeah, I do. Oh, now you don't have to read the papers because you don't do them on the radio anymore. No. You don't bother. Yeah, I, I really am. I really am stuck in sort of, you know, Victorian Gothic literature <laughs> lands. That's, that's my jam. That's I get all my news from Sherlock Holmes books. Oh, I love a Sherlock Holmes book. I love it. I love a Sherlock Holmes. I read some of the new Anthony Horowitz ones recently. uh, Are they any good? They're very enjoyable. Right. Very enjoyable. So that is not saying to me they're as good (laughs) as Arthur Conan Doyle. I think that they're sort of, the the last one I read was, it's it's books that have been found, um, you know, that... that, Watson has had to keep them secret for a hundred years so right. they couldn't possibly be revealed it was so great you go back into the world of all the yeah. adventures it was so exciting and real page turner absolutely I love all that stuff uh, well I, I do too and Anthony Horowitz he's he's really a great writer as well he was actually in here doing we interviewed him for the for the um, Inside Books podcast I think he's wonderful he I is very good he's a very very charming for man for kids and so. adults yep yeah. Um, we may talk about Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. We may talk about uh, Sherlock Holmes and various other things uh, in our next episode of Look at Will You Listen? If you have any suggestions for subjects, if you want to give out to us, as some people have done already, um, look at L O O K I T. Yes. Look at at uniquemedia.ie or you can tweet us. You'll find us on Twitter. Look at podcast. Uh, at look at podcast on Twitter. I might even follow that. I think you should. Okay. Okay. Apparently, we're, we're, we're very entertaining. Okay. <laughs> In our own, in our own, in our own heads. <laughs> that was the look at podcast for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, Neve and I will be back again this time next week. That's it. You see, I'm trying to be <laughs> trying to balance it there. <laughs> I'm also trying not to sound too crazy because I have been caffeinated today. <sighs> like one cup of tea. <laughs> see you next week. Bye. Look it. Look it. Look it. Look it. Look it. Look it. Will you listen? listen?